0: Scouts of the Weirdwood Forest. Hi folks, I am Robert Turk, the designer for Scouts of the Weirdwood Forest. It is a family-friendly storytelling adventure game about kids in an enchanted forest, and this is a playtest podcast for that game. Uh, We're playing the game, but we're also talking about the game, testing out new mechanics and new options every week. I have a great... Team of folks with me here, and just a wonderful group of people. We have Ian Lemke, Spring Neto, Heather Hunter, Dave Ulsher, and Mab. Just Mab. So, the last time we played, you all went into the Weirdwood for the first time. You encountered some pixies that m- might have been up to some shady business. You you took something off of them, and uh, went to the creepy rundown. Camp Weirdwood rescued a creepy raven familiar and ran away from some giant spiders. Uh, And I believe some of you had to be dragged away from the giant spiders.
1: Oh, yeah. They were
0: cool. They did look cool. A couple of changes before we get started. I'm pretty sure I have scrubbed all mention of D6s from the previous podcast to avoid confusion. Uh, We were trying to use D6 as the dice, it works great at lower levels, it didn't scale at upper levels, uh, so we have moved to D10s as the dice, and that really seems to work out well. You also have a pool of fairy stones. Fairy stones can be used uh, by anybody in the group to change the number on a dice after it has been rolled. So this might allow you to make a, a costly success if you had a failure, it might bump you up to a full success. The other thing that we're working with now is if you get multiple pairs, so let's say you get a pair of twos and a pair of sevens, that's still one pair is a costly success, but you've got a bonus pair that uh, doesn't increase your success level, but it allows you to add a narrative element to the scene. So, for example, what came up in playtesting this past weekend, they were trying to cut the ropes from a pit that they were in and there were logs stacked on top of it that were lashed together with ropes. So uh, one of the characters had climbed up, was hanging by his legs and was cutting the ropes and he got a success. So he would, he managed to cut the ropes, but he got an extra pair with that success. And what he decided to do was say, and in cutting those ropes, none of the logs have been dislodged. So all we have to do is swing up on top of them And we've still got, like, a pit trap here that's not tied together. Uh, And they were able to then use that pit trap later in the session. So does that kind of make sense?
1: So would I be able to use that for, like, the magical effect? That I I, Because I realized that was probably out of bounds with what my skill was.
0: Um, Well, so what we've done with magical effects, because I liked it and I want this game to be able to have those magical effects. You're in an enchanted wood. Um, You're not wizards, but you're in an Enchanted Wood. So I was happy with the magical effect, but then I thought about it, and it does have a cost associated with it. To do a obviously magical effect with non-magical means, which was kind of your potion. You sort of threw it together with mushrooms and some silver shavings, and you would have to spend one of the fairy stones from the group's pot. To have a magical effect, I cool. Like so, we, so
1: we'd be able to do that. We just have to spend.
0: You just have just to spend a fairy stone. You're you're basically pulling the power of the wood to create magical things.
2: So now that they are a a pool that we're mm-hmm. all using, if we want to use one, do we need to take uh, a consensus or a vote before
3: pulling one? No. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think you should either.
0: No, if you feel the need to use one, it's on you to use one. It's not a, it's not a voting matter. Now, as players, you can say, whoa, 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 spring, we've only got one left. It doesn't really matter if you bake this cake the best you're ever going to bake a cake. Talk to each other as players by all means. But I don't want to introduce a voting mechanic where somebody may want to use one of these and need to use one of these, and the other people don't let them. I'm definitely doing it as a group pot so that there is that aspect of teamwork and resource management, and maybe if there's one player in a session who uses it a couple of times for their roles, and then they get to something else where somebody else needs one and doesn't have one, then they'll start to see, oh, wait i need to be more of a team player here um Mm -hmm. that's my hope we'll see because i'm playing with kids on sunday so we'll see how they do with it okay so um this is this is where we are you all are running down the path back from camp weirdwood with creepy raven in tow Cobb, played by Ian, is looking back over his shoulders. He's dragged along, admiring these giant spiders that are chasing you. Roxy, played by Mab, is admiring everything because there's still fairy dust in her eyes. You run down the path over the little footbridge, past the sign, and back down uh, uh, another path, the right-hand side path, to, the, to a lakeside. And there is Allura... And she has followed the instructions and set up a little campsite for you all. Um, Yay! Yeah. So somehow, and I, Spring, I don't have your stats in front of me. Do you have any points in camping and exploring?
2: Let me see here. I do not.
0: Okay. <laughs> So she's picked out a campsite for you all and is probably struggling there with her tent. Can't get these sticks in the ground. You showed up about an hour late. And in one hour, the kids inside have had a day's worth of adventure already. So you guys come run it up and there she is.
1: Hey. And there was a raven. And there were spiders. And there were pixies.
3: And and it looked amazing. It was the brightest, shiniest Coolest looking thing in the world.
4: Except for all
3: the spiders.
1: And we stole a bag from the Pixies.
3: I wouldn't say we stole. I would say we recovered stolen property.
2: So you stole it back from being stolen?
3: Well, yeah.
2: Well, that's fair.
3: But it's cool powder. If you get it in your eyes, everything looks really, really, really cool. Uh, You should try it. Here, check it out. Hold the bag don't, out.
0: Don't do it. Don't, okay, don't wait, do it. Wait, wait, you, what, what? you don't have the bag. <laughs> they they took the bag away from you. You you still have dust in your eyes. You still have... No. It was raining. No. It was raining when you all left the yes. campground. So it's washed the dust out of your eyes at this point. All right.
3: It's fine. Welcome back to our world. Uh,
4: you can
0: get that bag and get more in your eyes, but... I can see how this could be habit-forming. It absolutely could be habit-forming.
4: Do we have our familiar with us? You do! He's
0: not saying anything now. Uh, He is perched up on a tree, watching you all and just shaking his head.
4: I look up at the familiar and I ask, Hey, buddy, are you okay?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm totally fine. But uh, that storm that we ran through is going to be here soon. And you've got no tents to sleep in. So oh. you, you may want to get on that.
3: I might be able to help. I've got um, camping and exploring and helpfulness.
0: Okay. So Mab is going to take charge. Roxy is going to take charge of directing everyone how to set up their tents, uh, their own personal tents. Mab is going to roll uh, your camping, and exploring, plus your helpfulness and As long as everyone else in the group is actually working towards pitching their tent, uh, and they don't have to, they could choose not to, but whoever is working towards putting a tent up under your direction will give you an extra dice to roll.
3: So is that an additional four people?
0: I believe so. So camping and exploring, helpfulness, and four dice. So that gives me eight dice. The odds of you failing this are very, very low.
3: Okay, so eight ten-sided dice. I'm rolling now. So I got a four of four, a seven, one, two, a nine, and a nine. So I got two pairs. Okay. Oh, and the last one's a three.
0: All right.
3: I got two pairs.
0: So you have a costly success with a bonus. Okay. I'm going to say you get four tenths pitched, but the fifth one, and it's up to you who all's tenth this is, Ends up with a huge tear through it.
3: Probably the first one I tried to set up. (laughs) um, Which I'll take the hit and say it's mine. Okay. Um, But
0: you also get, with that second pair, to add something to this narrative.
3: uh, But I can take a coat and roughly cover that hole that I tore. Okay. Like hang it on the outside.
5: All right. That works, Roxy. I think it looks even better now.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it would look even better if there was like fairy dust in my eyes. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm bummed at things now. I'm just saying things looked better before.
5: So if if, if the water it walks in and, and it gets wet, you can. I mean, I'll switch with you. I don't mind sleeping when I'm wet.
3: That's absolutely true. You're like a mer person, so we swap tents. <laughs>
0: all right. So, you all trade tents for the night, and the storm rolls in. Is anybody doing anything in the middle of the night? Peeing? I go
1: out, you know, for a little nighttime walk and look for uh, nighttime
0: bugs. Okay. Someone said they were getting up in the middle of the night and peeing. You know what
3: it's like camping in the rain? All you can think about is going to the bathroom. Right.
0: Right.
4: I kind of sit outside of my tent and just kind of listen for animal sounds. Do I hear any animals?
0: Uh, no, not tonight. Not in the rain. Is anyone perusing the scout journal tonight? The handbook. Who
3: has it? So- I'm pretty sure I
0: do not.
5: I don't think do we decide who had it last time. I don't think so. Uh-uh.
0: Well, who is the most responsible of the group? Everyone raises
5: their
1: hand all at once.
3: Actually, 100% Roxy does not raise her hand.
1: I read a lot, so maybe Finn, you can have it.
3: Except the part where Finn is in the water tent. Is the book waterproof? Uh,
0: Well, it's old paper. It's probably been dunked in water before.
5: Well, as we all know, immersing a book entirely in water makes it
0: waterproof.
3: Yeah, no, that's that's not how that works.
0: So, uh, we're gonna do a couple of things. Finn is flipping through the book as the rain comes down, and uh, and it's—I mean, your tent is leaking, but it's not flooding, but it's it's leaking. And and you come, Finn, to a section on marching songs. Uh, various troops have written their scout song in the book, and you come to one that goes like this. Marching north brings cold and ice. Southward, summer's sun is nice. To the east for morning's light. Westward, towards the dead of night. When it rains, keep safe your head. All goodly folks should stay abed. When the sun is high and bright, trolls are stone, and you're all right. So, The other two, Ian and Roxy, I'm sorry, Cobb and Roxy, Cobb is out hunting for bugs, and Roxy gets up to go pee. There's probably not a lot of good bugs out. There's not a lot of good bugs. Now, you might find, like, some cool worms and slugs and things on the ground, but there's not going to be any flying bugs. Those would be good for snacks later, so sure. I'm going to ask you both. To make a hide-and-seek roll for me. I can do that. Okay.
3: Uh, Hide-and-seek and and any other...
0: Uh, It would be cleverness. Hide-and-seek and and cleverness. Um, Okay. I'm I'm testing this out to see if... I'm kind of against the idea of a notice roll in this game. I think if there's something you should notice, I should just give it to you. So, as a matter of fact, don't roll. Don't roll. Yeah, but
3: I got a five and a five and a six. Okay. Come
0: on. Well, thank you. Success. Thank you for rolling. But no, I, I, if there's something that you need to notice to advance the story, you notice it. I hate getting notice rolls and not knowing that something important just happened and I never knew what it was. So as Cobb is down there looking for bugs and Hazel is sitting outside her tent listening for animals. And Hazel, you're not going to hear any animals around at night. Uh, but you do hear something snuffling over away from the the edge of the lake deeper into the trees and when you all look over there you see a pair of glowing eyes uh but they're not glowing eyes low to the ground like a animal would be they're not like fox eyes or or cat eyes they are large and they are pretty high are they Spider eyes? They're not spider eyes. It's just two eyes. They're they're the classic creepy in the dark monster looking eyes. So, but
3: I, all right, I do need a sense, a quick clarification. Are they glowing from within, or are they catching the light, kind of glowing?
0: They're sort of glowing on their own.
3: Yep, yep. That's bad.
0: <laughs> I
1: scurry backwards. <laughs> Cup scurries backwards really fast, probably knocking over someone's tent.
4: So I just kind of um stand up and look up at the eyes and I just kind of call out in kind of like a uh, um, a loud whisper does Does anyone
0: else see this?
3: Yep. 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 Ah!
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the creepy raven hisses down. He's, he's woken up. He's been in the trees grumpy and soaking wet. And he, he looks down at all of you and goes shh! Back in your tents and be quiet. Hopefully, it hasn't noticed you yet. What is it?
3: I get back in my tent and I'm very quiet.
4: I, I slank way back in my tent, too, I guess.
1: <laughs> I slam backwards into a tent. I'm into sure a tent. Did. Uh it, so I said, I probably run over a tent.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's Finn's tent. We'll make it, because his has already got a hole in it, so... Yeah, you stumble over Finn's tent and over Finn inside his tent. Fall
1: down, roll around in the mud, you know. Then finding an open tent and, skirt and, and crawling inside
0: covered in mud. Okay. I am going to have you... Actually, I want to find out what uh, Laura is doing, what Spring is doing.
2: Yes. So, all of this, I, I'm also just kind of slinking back in, but I'm definitely keeping the tent parted a bit. I'm staring out very wide and very concerned.
0: Okay. Uh, Cobb, I am going to have you do a roll to avoid being noticed uh, since you are thrashing about and falling over tents and squirming into someone else's tent covered in mud.
5: If the inside of this tent wasn't already covered in mud, you would have gotten the inside of this tent completely covered in mud.
0: (laughs) So would that be
1: cleverness, bravery, hide and seek, I presume? It's
0: hide and seek, and I don't know that you're being incredibly brave here. No, <laughs> not at all. So, I think cleverness is probably the best bet.
1: All right, I am rolling. I have one
0: pair, two fours. So, uh, you do manage to scramble into Finn's tent, all covered in mud. Uh, and in the process, you have fallen over the tent, now scrambled into the tent. And the tent, just with the hole in it, just kind of collapses around you all so it's
5: basically a very uncomfortable sleeping bag right now
0: right yeah i mean you've got a tarp on top of you but you're in there and what 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 happened what what's going
5: on there are eyes in the woods like just eyes or
1: glowing eyes
5: like like are they okay
0: like what kind of eyes Glowing ones. Okay. All right. Eventually, you hear something large in the trees sort of rustling away. And then you don't hear anything. Could only be a couple of minutes. It could be half an hour. It's one of those things where you're trying to stay awake and listen your adrenaline's high, you're you're scared that something's going to come back, but eventually you all fall asleep. So, you wake up the next morning and, and Finn is covered in mud. Uh, the rain has stopped. Probably has a footprint right in the middle of his head.
2: Ooh, what
1: kind of footprint? A cob-sized one.
0: <laughs> I was going to say. So, you wake up the next morning, there are birds chirping and a woodpecker somewhere nearby, squirrels running around, and a loud splashing... As the creepy raven dives into the lake and comes back out with a fish. I
5: didn't know ravens fished. They
0: don't. But this no, raven I say does. That, I say that to the raven. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't think that I should leave you all to your own breakfast. The creepy raven drops one fish down on the ground, dives in to grab another.
4: Do I hear the fish screaming? Like, can I
0: understand the fish? No. Okay. So this is something else that came up. Forest animals with the puka ability. We are going with birds and mammals. Gotcha. Okay. What about giant spiders? So giant spiders might, depending on the situation, because they're more of a magical creature, but definitely not insects. Definitely not fish. Just the sheer fact that you can hear and understand what all these things are saying, it's already enough to drive someone mad just listening to birds chirping in the morning. If you're having to hear every single bug around you, it gets too much. What if it's a salmon of wisdom? Okay. Well, if it's a salmon of wisdom, it can probably talk all on its own and then everybody can understand it. So basically,
5: good rule of thumb, if the fish talks, it's a magic fish. And right. you should
0: either not eat it or eat it immediately. Yeah, and, and so part of that is, mythologically speaking, the the traditional form of the, the puka, there were certain animals that it would shift into. Limiting it to forest sort of mammals and some birds, I think, makes sense. Cool. But uh, yeah, so you all have... Two fish, and then he drops a third fish down in front of you. Creepy Raven says, "Okay, I'm done. You all make a fire and cook those fish, or I don't care. Do sushi if you want." I was
5: kind of thinking more peanut butter and jelly. That doesn't go with fish. Yeah. I
1: start making I... a fire and and start cooking the fish. If okay. no one else
3: does, and I can I can help with the fire.
4: I look That's at the fish, good. disgusted, kind of like a like a like a meh kind of face. And I go, hey, not to uh, be a buzzkill or anything, but I'm kind of a vegetarian.
1: I've got worms.
4: I I I don't know if I haven't quite discovered whether worms count as part of a vegetarian diet, but I'm going to assume not. I have some nuts, so I I take like a small handful of nuts, um, and I eat them.
0: Okay, uh, so you're eating nuts, and then you can, I cook fish. You cook fish. Uh Creepy Raven is like, I'll take the worms. I toss him the worms. Okay. <laughs> he likes you maybe a little bit better now. So uh he's eating the worms. Um Hazel, you can find some I don't know, what kind of berries grow near a lake. Blueberries. Oh, it's an enchanted forest. It's anything we want. Also, the
5: answer to your question is blueberries. Smashberries. You find a a bush of blueberries
4: i put some of them in my bag with the nuts
5: uh, finn sidles up to hazel and says i was really hoping to have peanut butter and jelly can can i have some of your nuts and blueberries
4: we 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 could smash some blueberries together and make at least the jelly part
5: that is and- exactly what i was thinking Wait, hang on watch this watch this and I, I take a handful of nuts and a handful of blueberries and smash them into my mouth together and chew ferociously. And then grin at her displaying my homemade in mouth peanut butter and jelly.
4: And I just kind of recoil back like, uh, yeah, oh, cool. Good for you.
5: And I give you a double thumbs up. Okay.
4: Well, I'm going to continue looking for some more berries to fill my bag. Um, have fun eating your peanut butter and jelly.
0: Um, and as you are finishing up your breakfast, Creepy Raven looks down and says, All right, so, step one, complete it. You've made a camp. Step two, find someone to help.
3: To help with what? We have to find someone that we help? Or does we have to find
0: someone to help us? No, you have your scouts be helpful. Find, find someone
4: to help. Do you need help?
0: I don't need help. I mean, I did need help, but you rescued me from the spiders. So so that doesn't count.
5: There were some Piskies before that needed help. I mean, does that count?
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Actually, uh, field number seven. seven. Yeah, they had a bag from the Elfar.
5: Oh, yeah. Roxy's not allowed to go near that bag anymore.
3: Come on. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right. Well, that sounds like you've got your next mission. Uh, Go find Field Seven and help the Pixies with their bag of dust.
3: That they liberated from the Elfar. Any thoughts on that, uh, Raven of Creepy Raven? Um,
0: Well, I would say you've got two options that are immediately apparent. Uh, You find some Elfar and give it back. Or you go find the pixies and find out what they were going to do with the stolen bag.
3: They said they were going to put it on Field 7.
0: I, I
4: turn to Alora and I go, oh, you should have seen them. They were so darling and cute and small.
3: They were pretty cute. Ooh.
4: I could hold them in my hand and then they rode on my shoulder and I was just so excited, even though apparently they don't usually like that, but they liked it this time and it was like our best friend. Ooh. Okay. What do you think they need? Well, we should go check out field seven and see if we can find more pixies. I think you should see them.
2: Field seven. So is there a one through six? Yes.
3: That's the question. Sorry. We all asked it.
0: <laughs> Nug, Nuggle, the pixie that said he was the foreman of field seven pointed. He gave you sort of a general direction and it was actually down this direction. By the lake, but you you're not at a field yet.
3: All right, I think we're going in the right direction. Then I sort of pause
4: before heading that direction, and I just look at our raven and ask, "What were those eyes anyway?"
0: Oh, right. I had sort of hoped you had forgotten about. that.
1: I
3: thought that was a weird uh, dream. What do you you it's guys hard to forget those eyes? I thought it was a dream.
1: It was not a dream.
3: That was more than likely a troll. A troll. Oh no! A troll. Why was there yeah. a troll
0: coming towards us? Possibly to eat you. Well, that's not fun. Okay. Yeah. So if you um if you don't make a lot of noise at night, uh, or go hunting bugs in the dark, or um, I, I don't know, stay up with a flashlight reading, I, it would probably be better in the long run. But I mean, you're here to learn and make mistakes, so have at it. Seems like a pretty serious mistake. I'm still good at mistakes. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it was fine. You all, they're they're not the quickest or the brightest. And with all the rain, it probably didn't notice you or hear you. Probably couldn't even smell you. It was just wandering around. So you're fine. Whatever. It's a troll. Okay. Okay, well, yeah.
4: if you think we're fine, then I, I guess we'll keep walking.
0: All right, you all are heading off to Field 7.
4: As we're walking around the lake, I just kind of observe the water. and Do I notice anything unusual in there?
0: You notice something sparkling down at the bottom. I mean, deep in it. Not like, not like sunlight sparkling off the top of the water, uh, but you're seeing some sparkles down deeper in the water.
4: Does it look too deep to like reach into?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You'd have to jump in and dive down.
4: Hey guys, Finn, uh, hey. there's like a, a sparkly thing in the middle of the, in the depth of the waters. Um, does anybody want to go get it? I, I'm kind of not really a fan of swimming.
5: I look at the raven and say, "Are there going to be any trolls underwater?" The creepy raven. You look around and he's not there. This is this is like one of those learning experiences, isn't it?
4: Apparently so.
5: Um, I look in the water. How, how deep does it look? It's probably eight feet deep. Oh, oh, that's that's fine. Okay, hang on, guys. Hold on one second here. Uh, and I start like so cool. I start like emptying my pockets, especially like okay, the book. All right, uh, careful with the book. Don't let it get wet or muddy or any muddier than it already is. And got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, hang on. I'll be I'll be right back. And I just, like, walk straight into the water and do a little floppy dive in. Okay.
4: I hand the book to Allura because I don't trust myself. I'm kind of
2: fumbly. Okay. I take the book very carefully, dust off any uh, any dirt or mud that's collected on it, make sure it's it nowhere near water.
0: Uh, yeah, there's mud on it from, oh, from uh, Finn and Cobb the night before. Wow. <laughs> You know,
3: Alora is much more responsible than any of us, so I vote that Alora holds onto this book for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? What
3: was that, Ben? <laughs> that was underwater talk. I speak mer.
0: Uh So, uh, Dave, yes, the the water is murky. It's it's got you know water weed plants growing up from the bottom and fish swimming by, but You do see that there is something shiny about, you know, 15, 20 feet from the the shoreline buried in the mud. Okay, so I will
5: go toward it, but I am a little bit spooked by all this troll talk, so I'm going to be careful, and I'm going to try to be watchful as I swim toward it. All right,
0: so, I mean, you are hesitant as you swim towards it, and in your watchfulness... The, the mud sort of swirls from your efforts of, of swimming towards it, and you see something. You can't quite make it out, but it is swimming right back at you. Oh, uh, is there anything to hide behind? Sure. I mean, not, not so much behind, but you could dive down into the mud and sort of hide in the weeds. Okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay, give me a hide and seek and cleverness. Yeah, it's not a very brave action, so I'm no, going to go with
5: cleverness. It is exactly the
0: opposite of brave. Yeah. Uh, I got an eight, a four, and a one. Okay, would you like to spend one of your group's fairy stones? Um, you do not necessarily have to. You have six. Is that okay, guys?
2: I think so, yes. Yeah.
0: All right. I will spend a fairy stone. Okay, you managed to hide down in the mud and the plants, and whatever it was that was coming towards you vanishes I, I mean you don't see where it went but it doesn't keep coming towards you did it come close enough that i could see what it was no
5: oh no that's too bad
0: but um the the mud settles back down and the cost of your success here of hiding from whatever it was that was coming at you uh you no longer see the sparkly thing <laughs> the the whole movement and 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 diving down and the mud has has obscured whatever was sparkling in here do i know about how far away i was um yeah i mean you can
5: you've got an estimate can i try like a well is camping and exploring the sort of thing you would roll to to look for something or is that hide and seek
0: it's hide and seek but i could also go with camping and exploring here if you're if you're sort of doing a an exploration sort of systematically you're like, I know it was in this area. I have the same number of points in those badges, so
5: okay. it really yeah. doesn't matter for the dice roll. But yeah, I'm going to take a shot. I kind of know what direction it was. I'm going to be as careful as I can. I'm going to like try to push my hands into the mud and, and see if I can figure out where it was. Okay. So what should that be, cleverness again?
0: Probably. Okay. And this time I got a pair of knives. All right, your hand grabs onto something cold and metallic and it feels solid. And as your hand grabs onto that, you feel something grab onto your ankle. They
5: will suddenly see from about 15 feet from the shore a whole bunch of bubbles hit the surface. Like,
3: oh, Finn, oh no. All
0: right, anybody on the shore doing anything?
3: I, I can't
4: swim. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. I, I kinda like wade into the water a little bit, like towards
3: the bubbles, like about waist high, like screaming, Finn, Finn. I can pull people out, but I I go down like a rock.
0: Right. Yeah. I I, I do not see Roxy diving in.
3: <laughs> okay. I mean she'll wade in and reach as far as she can. Uh and I can help people by making a human chain. Uh, come on, people who are okay with water, I can pull you out from here. Just, okay, all right. I'm going to go ahead,
2: put the book somewhere very safe. Okay. Probably take off my shoes and then jump in.
0: Are you forming a human chain with Roxy or are you just jumping in after Dave?
2: Um, so, Hazel, you've already gone part of the way in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little further than Roxy. Okay, grab my hand and you grab Roxy's hand.
3: Yep, grabbing everybody's hand. Okay.
5: Okay. Um, All right. Well, Robert, if I whip
0: around, what do I see grabbing my ankle? You look back and there is a hand on your ankle uh, and the fingers are webbed and the skin is sort of this bluish green. But that's as much as you see. Then there's a swirl of mud because you're thrashing around and kicking your feet. You've got whatever it was in your hand. And if you want to try and break away, I mean, you are not in danger of drowning. That's not a thing that can happen to you. Right. But um, you could, if you wanted to, try to break away and kick your way up to the surface. Would I – how are we with hearing underwater? So you can survive underwater, but you are not a full-blooded Nyan.
5: What is the thing that's in my hand? What have I
0: just pulled out of the mud? It is a mirror. Like a, it's like a fancy mirror with a, with a, um, it's, it's kind of rusty now, but it's got a, it's got a frame around it, like a, a scroll work frame around it. It's kind of mirror you would probably hang on your wall. It's, it's about, uh, maybe two feet tall and an, and an oval shape. Okay. So I, I yell, hey, why are you grabbing me?
5: And I don't know how my voice is going to carry underwater because I've probably never tried to talk to anybody underwater before, but I am going to try to put the full force of my birthright behind that.
0: The thing that's tugging on your leg
5: stops tugging and let's go. I just float there. I'm, I actually try to wait for the sand and sediment to try to settle to see if I can figure out what's grabbing
0: me. Okay. Uh, the sand and settlement settles and, uh, There is a, there's a naiad in front of you. And it looks kind of like Abe from Hellboy, (laughs) that kind of creature. So it is not a beautiful siren-like lady with with long flowing hair. It is, it's a fish guy. And Big Eyes, he just, he kind of cocks his head. And uh, then he says, you can't take that. That is not yours. Oh,
5: who, who whose is it? Is it a magic mirror?
0: Yes, but that magic is too strong
6: for a child like you. Oh.
0: Well, what does it do? So the naiad swims over and says, "Here, I'll show you," and reaches out to take the mirror. Um, I will give it to him. So he. He takes the mirror, grabs it back towards his chest, turns it towards you, and there is a bright flash of light. Like, it is reflecting the sun back in your eyes, but underwater. Mm-hmm. So it really couldn't be reflecting the full force of the sun back in your eyes. But it is so bright that, for a moment, you don't see anything. And when you do see again, both the naiad and the mirror are gone. Hey!
5: And again, I yell, and once again, I'm putting the full force of my ancestry behind it. If you don't want people to come looking for this stuff, you shouldn't make it so
0: shiny. All right. So up on the water, you all see another big burst of frantic bubbles rising up as Dave is below the water shouting. Uh, And I believe Spring was in the end of the chain. Yes. Uh, Spring, do you want to try and dive down low enough to reach him and pull him back out? Yes, I do. More than likely, that's going to be athletics.
2: Okay, and I have zero points in that.
0: (laughs) Okay. You are being helped in this human chain by Mm -hmm. two people, so that's two dice they can give you. But it's clear that he's just having fun down there. I don't know. (laughs) And you can choose – I would say this is either helpfulness or bravery, but – if you have a case for the others, I will let you do it. I'm going to go with helpfulness for this one.
2: Okay. I have two, and I'm being assisted. So how many
0: dice should I use? You have two in helpfulness, none in athletics, and two people helping you. So four dice. Okay.
2: I have two ones, a two, okay. and a three.
0: All right. So that is a costly success. You could spin a fairy stone and turn it into a full-on success if you wanted to.
2: Is it... Does it look like he's really struggling or would I, you know, like I might think, oh, my goodness, this is really dangerous or.
0: There is a um, lot of mud being kicked up. So it's um, it's really hard to know. OK. You have five more fairy stones left.
2: Yes. So even though we've heard all of this, I'm thinking that I would try to grab him.
0: OK. Yeah. So you turn that into three ones, which gives you a solid success. There's no cost to that. You manage to dive down, hold your breath. And reach out, and you grab Finn by the hair and pull him back up above the water.
2: Ow! Ow.
0: And I spit
5: water at you.
0: Oh, Ow! You're Ow. welcome.
5: That was my hair! I drag
3: him all to shore.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> and Roxy just lumbers out, dripping wet, with the rest of you dragged along behind her.
5: What was I that? I he was okay. You okay? I'm fine. There was a naiad down there and a magic mirror, and he said it wasn't mine. But then I asked him to show me what it was, and then he blinded me, and then he swam away. Hey, Creepy Raven. And I told you all
0: he was fine, just having fun. So Creepy Raven squawks back across the lake from your campsite. Stop fooling around and go find Field 7. Right. Hey, oh, Creepy yeah. Raven, the
5: naiad in there tricked me. Did you learn something? No. I look at Finn and I go, it was a mirror he had? Yeah, it was a big mirror. It was about this big and it was all decorated around the edge. That's so strange that a mirror would be down there. I'm curious as to what it was. It was was a magic mirror. And you know what? That guy was probably like my, like an uncle or something. And he was such a, come on, let's go to the field. Well, okay. That's
3: unfortunate. The first time you meet a naiad, like in the water, and they're a jerk. I'm
5: sorry. I hug Finn. Oh, hey, thanks for, I guess, trying to get me. You guys know I actually can't drown, right? Oh. But like, I still really appreciate that you you were trying to help me. But you can drown, so I think we need to figure out like a different plan next well, time. Well, what if you were trapped? Like- yeah, no, that and then I really would have wanted you guys to help me, but like you can still drown and I can't. So uh-huh. we're going to have to think about that. Okay. If only I could talk to fish. Burn. I, <laughs> I tried. I tried to talk to fish and they wouldn't listen to me. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if fish are like, you know, are we going to the field conversationalist? Yeah,
3: I think we can walk and
5: talk. I think you are walking walking and and talking. We're we're walking and talking.
0: All right. So you are walking along through the woods and you walk into this clearing in the forest and it's an immediate change. There is nothing alive in this clearing uh, except for a voice down about ankle height (laughs) that, uh, (laughs) that says,
6: It took you guys long enough. Glad you finally showed up. Yeah, we uh had to rescue uh our creepy raven
3: and we had to go set up camp and we had uh you know a couple other really pressing priority things but we are here 100% to help you right now uh got any more of that goofy dust? Did you just call
5: it goofy dust? <laughs> <laughs> goofy dust. <laughs>
6: Uh, did, uh, did you happen to bring the bag? Yes. You you are some smart kids. I mean, I I know that, that you kids are are trustworthy kids. You you are good kids. And I I know that you're going to just hand back over that bag. We're not going to have any issues and you're not going to say anything about nothing to nobody.
3: Right. So I look at the creepy raven, make eye contact, like, oh, see, this is what we were talking about.
0: Uh, and the creepy raven has sort of followed you all at a distance and is perched on a branch just outside of the clearing. And he, he nods to you. So, guys, what do you want to do?
4: I look around and see how everything's just so quiet and dead. And I just kind of
6: ask him, where are all the animals? Oh, well, you see, that's the thing. Because this is Field 7, and because there's nothing alive here, uh, there's no reason for the animals to be here either. Are there trees?
0: Not in the clearing. So this is sort of like a, a small forest meadow, and there should be maybe some saplings growing up from acorns or or pine cones that have fallen into the clearing. There should be flowers and and tall grasses this time of year. It is dirt and dead stalks. Why is everything dead in here?
6: You know, that's a very good question. Uh, That is privileged information.
5: Who is it privileged for?
6: Uh, The people that know.
5: And who are those people?
6: I have no idea.
5: Well, then how do you know if it's privileged?
6: Uh, Well... I mean, it, clearly, it's privileged because you don't know and I don't know. That—that's sort of the definition of privilege. Nobody has bothered to tell us because they don't think that we're important enough to know.
5: So you don't know?
6: No, I don't. I don't know. I—I I know that the field is dead and the field is my responsibility. And uh, so, if you've got the dust, just go ahead and hand it over, and we'll make this problem go away.
4: How does this dust fix everything? Does it actually fix it?
3: Hmm. No, I don't think it does. I think it's just that anybody comes on it, sees it, is going to see how pretty everything is because they're going to get dust in their eyes.
1: Yeah, I think that's oh, the case. You think? Yep.
3: I'm not saying I have personal experience in the matter, but yeah.
6: Well, okay. Let's let's look at it this way, kids. If we cover up the problem, if nobody knows about it, then it's not really a problem. And, and then we can then we can work on finding a solution. Is it possible to ask people from the other uh, fields to help replant new plants? Oh, you see, that would be a great idea. I mean, that that's almost brilliant, which is why I already thought of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. and
6: yeah. it didn't work okay 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 okay. okay. I, I i got this check this out check this out we're gonna we're gonna do an experiment here uh-huh go find something living like like not an animal because it's not gonna work clearly it, it doesn't work on you it doesn't work on me uh go find a like a like a flower i go to the
4: edge and i uh
6: pick a small flower and Um, start bringing it back all right okay okay all right so you got the flower now now check this out i mean this is what we pixies do okay so go ahead and go ahead and you know i know you've already killed the thing uh because you didn't take the roots with it but that's that's okay uh you just plucked it right off um that was very very considerate of you let's plant the flower right here no roots don't worry about it i can fix this uh, just pile some dirt around it and um check this out.
4: I go ahead and I put it down to the dirt, and
6: I kind of give it a nest a little bit. All right, okay, all right, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you've got a scout in your group that might have something to do with the dryads.
3: Look at Alora,
6: I uh, kind of smile nervously. Yes. All right, and and you know, I mean, I I could make this grow if I if I really wanted to, I could make this grow, but but I'm I'm gonna let you you show off, all right, and uh, and uh, give give this little tiny flower uh, uh some life, G- give it a give it a shot here at thriving.
2: Okay. All right. Then yes. So I kneel down and very nervously uh, put one hand on the ground and. Touch the flower, almost sort of like, you know, close my close one eye, but keep the other open, seeing if anything
0: happens. Uh, And the flower does start to grow. I mean, you can sort of feel the life of the forest. It's not coming through the ground right now. It's, It's more coming through the air at you. There's just a faint sort of uh murmur of, of of electricity sort of tingle coming up from the ground. Most of it's just coming from the air around you. Uh, and it goes in the flower, and you can feel the roots growing and and it starts to grow up and the the flower starts to, to look full and the colors are brighter um and it grows another little bud. Uh and then the entire thing just wilts and crumbles to dust. Oh
6: I don't think that's supposed to happen. So, uh, no, that is not what's supposed to happen. Uh, so even the power of the dryads, who can who can make anything grow, can't make a flower grow in this field. Hmm.
1: Why? This is bad.
3: Yeah, what happened?
6: Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we woke up, snow was thawing, the birds were singing, and we should have... Gotten to work, which we did. I mean, it's not—it's not our fault. Nobody was lazy, and uh, just everything starts to die.
1: I take a bite of the dirt, like you know, a little, little handful, sure. and put it on my tongue and taste sure. it.
6: Um,
0: because I—I—I I, I eat dirt routinely. Does it taste? It weird? It tastes less than eat salt. It doesn't taste like salt. It doesn't taste like someone's like salted the ground. But there's a there's a richness often to the dirt that seems to be lacking. Like it's it's like you're expecting uh, like a Ritz cracker and you get a hospital brand saltine. So it doesn't even have the salt. It's just the teen part of the cracker. It's the, <laughs> you're expecting a Smarty and you get a
5: yeah.
1: Necco wafer.
6: Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. This is lacking something. There's something wrong with the dirt.
6: (laughs) Bingo! And that, kids, is why we're going to put the dust all over the field.
1: No. It's still dead. It'll just look nicer.
6: Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe this is the solution. Maybe we did something that upset the Elfar and they took their magic out of our field uh, and... I, I don't know, maybe wanting to punish us for some reason. So if we put it back, then everything's good. And, and we can go on our way. We can grow the flowers. We can feed the birds. And you can, uh, I don't know, whatever you do, you'll you get the, you know, like the Friends of Field 7 badge. And it'll be great.
0: Who, who has the bag of Goofy Dust right now? I had the feeling that it was tied up tight and put in Cobb's pack. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was me, actually.
5: So I, so Robert, here's a question for you. How do you envision the Naiad ancestry power working if they whisper? Like, if I whisper, can I get someone's attention and it's still whispering? Or if I whisper, is it the same as like a normal person shout?
0: Uh it is not the same as a normal person shouting, but it's not like a not like a telephone call where. Only the person you're whispering to would hear you. Anybody that's in the vicinity that they can normally hear you, it's gonna cut through to them.
5: So Finn Finn is about to learn something, because he's gonna sidle up next to Cobb and say, Can I can I um can I see a handful of that? Uh no. No, just I wanna I wanna prove to this guy that it's not gonna work. It's not going to work. No, I know that. Are you using your
0: ability here or are you just whispering to him?
5: Yes, Robert. I am using my ability thinking
0: that only Cobb can hear me. Now everybody can hear you doing this. Um, and, and that's what it does. It makes everyone hear you and kind of urges them to pay attention. But you do not. You're, it's not like mind control where you are feeling compelled to do it, Ian. No,
5: I know that it's not going to work. I think you're right. But I want to prove to that guy over there that this plan isn't going to work and we
6: need a different plan. Yeah. So uh, my name is Nug and I agree with you. We should totally, totally do that part where you said prove to me that it's not gonna work
5: hey robert on a
6: small spot
5: yeah that's what i was gonna do i was gonna say put it on the flower that's already dead that the one that uh, that, that laura was gonna try to bring back to life because it's right there already and we know that that one is already dead so if we put the dust on it and we can bring the flower back to life then maybe we know that it'll work but if it doesn't
1: then we know that it's not gonna work all right i take a, i i stand back Okay. I know about alchemy. <laughs> I take a little tiny bit of dust and sprinkle it on the dead flower. All right. Very careful not to get any in my eyes or anywhere else. And I have alchemy, so, you know, and I have to be careful. I put my little I don't know. I don't have gloves, but I, you know,
0: use use my extra socks. Okay. <laughs> so, you, so you slip your extra socks on, you sprinkle a little bit of the dust. There's still a little bit of dust left on the socks. Do you like lick it off? Anything like that? Oh. Lick <laughs> no. it,
3: lick it, lick no, it.
0: I do <laughs> I smear it into the dirt. All right. You see smeared them? it into the dirt. Uh, and as, as everyone watches with bated breath, you do this and probably trying not to inhale.
1: Yes. Not, not inhaling
0: the flower. You don't see it grow, but you see that it's there and it's alive. And it's totally fine and it's sparkling and it's a it's a beautiful flower. And Nug goes, he claps his hands and he's like, "Aha!
6: see, I told you it would work.
0: I experiment
1: at this point and start like poking it with my pocket knife, shining my flashlight on it. I use my magnifying glass that's in my stuff I'm carrying. Is is it real?
0: (laughs) To all appearances, the flower is real. But when you reach out to touch it, your hand, your knife goes right through it. It's not there. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. Illusion. So everybody gets to, at the end of this adventure, add a point into any badge that they want. And then you get to add a badge in either camping or exploring or athletics. And you have to pick the lower of the two for you. What if they're the same? Then you can pick either one.
1: I'm going to take Mythic Beasts as my choice because I feel like I learned a lot about different, you know, trolls and and other and the uh, the water beast and mm. you know. All the- that is exactly what I was thinking.
3: I think I'm going to take Alchemy just because there's been so much talk of Alchemy happening here, and it's just the badges; it's not the virtues, right?
0: It's just the badges. The only way to increase your virtue is to do a quest specifically centered around that virtue.
4: I think I'm going to get one in knavery and one in athletics.
2: Because you're sneaky. I'm a sneaky girl. (laughs) I'm going to take one in camping and exploring because, darn it, I want to make sure I know how to put up a tent next time.
1: That's crazy talk. Then you get your freebie one, too, you can put anywhere
2: kind of want to take knavery,
0: but I didn't really do anything that kind of
1: was knavish
0: knavish well I, I mean you do not have to justify it to me.
1: You were thinking sneaky thoughts.
0: that's it. and just the fact that so far you have encountered a troll in the forest in at night and Finn told you about this thing in the water that tricked him um, you might need. To start being tricky in return. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty okay with not having knavery.
0: Yeah, I I don't see Roxy as a very knavish. Yeah,
3: subtlety means standing our
5: ground.
0: Literally subtle as a brick.